You are listening to Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with your host T and Mike on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Allen slinging it towards the end zone. It's caught Beasley for the touchdown. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? This is T from Not Your Average Podcast in the 716. We are on the building Buffalo, and I have a special guest with me today. I'm just going to let him just do his thing. And uh, he's not he's not new, no. but I always, it's the off season, so I want to bring you know him back on so we can have this some discussion. So go ahead, introduce yourself. Absolutely. My name is Julian J. Mafia. I'm the host of Mafia Talk. Bills fan podcast. Um, I'm with the Mafia Sports Report YouTube channel, and I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all type of spaces. Um, nothing but love to Tia still. I've been on a show way back like a year or two ago. So mm-hmm. nothing but love. She shows nothing but love on my show. I show her nothing but love on her show. It's Bills Mafia family. So that that's just how we go. So anybody wanna check me out? Please shoot me a DM. Jump on the show. I invite everybody on the show. And we just sit back and talk some bills. Yeah, all love, always. You know, whenever you're posting something, I'm always retweeting it or uh, sharing it to get you out there. Just to make sure people know that, you know, it's 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 more than just, um, you know, I'm not trying to shit on nobody else's pod. But um, there's other pods out there that that are doing some great things, too. And I just want people to see that as well. So um, that being said. Everybody. I listen to you guys yeah. on the rumblings, both of fanatics everywhere. I listen to a bunch of like when I'm at work, I listen to like three, four different type of podcasts. So man, everybody got great content out there. So yeah, definitely uh give give yeah. us a listen. That's for sure. That's for sure. I just had my son just drop a freaking hammer on his toe. Um oh. yeah, yeah, so <laughs> this is crazy. Um, but let's um let's get into you know some talks. The offseason is over now and um, kind of rough, you know, rough ending to to our season. What is your takeaways from this season? My biggest takeaway from this season is that this team is resilient and they embody next man up. And it goes throughout the entire Bills organization when it comes down to the coaches and the players 
I mean, we can even talk about Chris Brown when um John Murphy went out or broadcast announcement. Right. He got sick. Chris Brown stepped up, and he's doing a phenomenal job on the broadcast. So it's just everywhere. When you have – when you're going down to the last man to the point where you got to call somebody on their way to vacation, it's like, yo, bud, AJ Klein, I, I need you to come play this game. I know you're on your way packing up the RV to go to Cancun or wherever, but we need you to come to Buffalo, freezing go temps, and – uh. Shut this game down, and sure enough, we AJ Klein came into that uh, Steelers game, leading tackler on both sides of the field. So yeah, they I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah, they embodied the word "next man up." The only point is, I mean, we were just work work then. We had too many people injured. Where yeah, it's kind of tough to check play the best team in the league and be successful when you got player coming off the streets to play the game. Right. I mean, every level of that defense was kind of um, injured. You know, yeah. I know we got the Quan back, but still. It was you had so much money on the defense out <laughs> that you did playing. So it was kind of it was definitely kind of tough. So um, going into talking about the, the takeaways of the game, do you think this 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 season was a stressful for a fan? Every season is stressful for a fan, especially for the Bills. <laughs> True. When it comes down to it, for me myself, I had to take a step back. Um, I know all of Bills Mafia. We're all furious when we don't win the Super Bowl. They don't go all the way. But fortunately, only one winner, 31 losers. But we also need to appreciate what kind of team we have here. I mean, go back 10 years ago, we all know the type of team we were. We was barely 500. Right, right. Really appreciate the team that we have here and that we have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We have a phenomenal coach in Sean McDermott. Grant, I know everybody wanted want to take his job, but, I mean – he got us here, and he's keep getting us here. We're four times AFC champion, AFC East champions. We're always in the playoffs. We always win a playoff game, so let's at least be happy for that. But as a Bills fan coming into the season, this season specifically, it was really tough because obviously we went six and six. We were losing games to teams we had no business losing to. Mm-hmm. We were playing close games to teams that were, quite, quite frankly, at the time were one of the worst teams in the league with. The Broncos coming off a 70-point loss. Then the Patriots at the time, they were the worst team in the league, and they had no type of offense. And here you come, um, McCorkle, Mac and Cheese Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes right. last drive and then ends up getting the same points for the win. And then even yeah. in the Giants game, we should have lost that too. That was a plastic finish at the end of the game on TJ. But we, we got away with that one. But um, it was, this season was really tough. But yeah. – you look at the second half of the season, I mean, this team were on fire. They got back to themselves. Joe Brady stepped up in his offense and got got the juices flowing. Everybody remember who they were. And we went on that, that what, seven-game win streak and got as far as we got to the divisional. So it, it's, kind of to, it's kind of tough. You got to break the season down two halves. In my show, I gave the first half of the season oh, a, a C minus, D plus. Mm-hmm. The second half, I gave me uh gave the Bills a B plus. Okay, those are two halves of um, right totality of the season. Yeah, I yeah, big difference when Joe Brady came into this um, calling the offense. So yeah, and they you know that and plus I I I'll say this: I'm not a Joe Joe Brady fan. Okay, because I'll say this: I always wanted. If they were not going to hire Joe Brady, I always wanted an older OC. Mm-hmm. I thought Josh 
me personally would do better with an older voice in the room. Yep. Um, and I know that Joe Brady and Josh, they hit it off. Like he's a much, a, mu a much better, um, Ken Dorsey. Yeah. Ken Dorsey. I don't know what that was, but yeah. um, I don't know if you know, but I, I believe the Browns hired Ken Dorsey. So <laughs> good luck. How he's going to turn that <laughs> around. And that's going to tell us, is it, where, are you just a bad OC or right. you're just in a bad situation because you was trying to enforce your style of offense on a team that was already established. Right. That's, that's that, that was just the difference. You're supposed to roll with what the team is doing, not trying to implicate your own offense. And then we've seen the failure in that. But you also seen the balance of Joe Brady. You've seen the run game. Ken Dorsey yeah. didn't even involve the run game. Yeah. You know, and I know like um, Sean McDermott always talked about a balanced offense. You know, we already know that they are a pass first type of a team. And again, getting back to um, me saying that I wasn't a fan, not a fan. I just thought, again, I just thought an older person in the room with Josh Allen would um, would be better. But I don't disapprove of Joe Brady being in there because of what he did during the, um, the seven game um, streak. So speaking of Josh and Joe Brady and this offense and the playbook, what do you want to see or hear that Josh is doing this offseason? Honestly, me personally, I'm going back to last year. All I heard from Josh Allen was him golfing, and that really kind of was bothering me last mm -hmm. year. While he was doing, and honestly, that probably showed coming into this season because Dude, you kept, I mean, first game of the season, you throw three interceptions to the same dude. Right. And you got oh, him his freaking <laughs> or, incentives. Yeah. So it was like the year before that, like you was doing the um the training camps with, what's his name? Chris Palmer, I yep. believe. And then yep. you changed your whole mechanics. Honestly, it changed my mechanics playing football because I got a torn, I got a fractured rotator cuff and three torn ligaments in my right shoulder. So it's hard for me to throw a football accurately with power and deep and all that. So me watching how Josh Allen mechanics change, changed my own mechanics. So now I know how to keep my shoulder tucked in and not hurt it, and I can still throw precise and down deep. So just watching Josh Allen help me in real life how to throw the ball. And it's just like last year, it's like, dude, all you're doing is golfing, you're going to Pebble Beach, and you're with Tom Brady, and – I just hear you golfing all year, not really training camp. I see other players' videos, and they're Stephon Diggs at the beach doing his routes in the sand, and I see Singletary doing his thing or however. So what I want to hear this season is that Josh is doing a lot in his craft. He's practicing more. He's training more. I want to see him really work mentally because mm -hmm. you know he has all the physical traits. He can do everything any quarterback can do on the field plus more. So all really right. in mind. So I want you kind of – I mean, we all know Josh Allen turns the ball over because he throws so much. Right. But I really need him to be a lot smarter in his decision-making. Absolutely. And with Joe Brady because, you know, Joe Brady just got signed as OC. So let him get his full year in, establish his playbook, and have Josh and Brady work together throughout this whole offseason. So they're clicking when the season comes. They right. are on the same page. Um, I pose this question to Mike, and, and Mike, I guess, was the opposite of you and – and so here's here's my thing. I, I'm I'm good with Josh golfing, right? I, I I believe that guys need to get away. Absolutely. Much as golfing he did last year, though, that was a lot. That was a lot of golf. Off season, yeah. Obviously, they need a break from football, but right. I'm, 
two months from now and you're still golfing. Yeah, no, you okay. At some point, the golf has to be put away, the ball yeah. has to be put away, and now you have to pick up the football. Yeah. So, I didn't have a problem with him. I had a last year, yes, too much. I don't have a problem with guys getting away from the football aspects of, of the, the grind because it's a lot. I mean, Mitch Moore said it on um, Eric Woods' podcast that he doesn't want to see or even talk about quote-unquote football for a while he'll get back into it like mid february or something like that but not you know too hardcore your body has their body has to get adjusted to it right so yes i'm with you i want to see josh um jordan palmer is his name jordan palmer get into it get the book but also too i want to see what they do at the draft and free agency because you can work on that. And I need for him to do all that, you know, pocket presence for sure. But I want to see you with your new wide receivers. Um, your new, if we get one in free agency and see how that, you know, meshes together, but yeah, golfing, I'm good with to a certain extent, but you know, again, we are fans. We're just expressing how we want our guy to be fully prepared for this um, season to coming up because you only have so many. Right. He's not young anymore. He's not 24. He's not 22. Josh is 26, I think. Right. He's a vet. No, he's 28. Okay. He, I think I'm older. Than him. No, he's 28. Cause there was a little video with him and Josh and call uh, I me. Mean, um, yeah. Tom Brady and Josh. It's okay. Like, you're only 28. This is nine and a third. So yeah, I believe he's 28. Okay. He's I mean, a, he's, he's 28. Yeah. He's a veteran in the league. He's not a young quarterback. Right. So, you know, you only have so many of these left. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, I don't see him, you know, digressing or going down with anything, regressing or anything like that. But um, this year, yeah. from the previous year to this year, he definitely digressed with his decision making. His average. oh yeah, and you know what's so crazy? <laughs> we had a better O line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I the best, the but, best of his um of his career yet. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. It's totally crazy. But um, speaking of Joe Brady, and, right, right. Speaking <laughs> of Joe Brady and kind of got what you um, is feeling about him. They hired Joe Brady as, a, as their OC. Mm-hmm. What's your um, what's your feedbacks from Joe? You like like this move? Yeah, I absolutely like what I've seen from Joe Brady. He definitely turned this offense completely around. Uh, Ken Dorsey, I don't want to keep hating on him because there was a couple of games that I like. <laughs> play style of his game calling. But the biggest takeaway I got from Ken Dorsey, he never developed a counter punch. He would have his game plan going into the game. And, and if he sticks to it. Stopped it. He just didn't know what to do. And he stuck with it. And that just kind of just left us to the point where everything is on Josh. Now into this um, Joe Brady offense, everything is still on Josh, but it made it more fluid. We wasn't going three and out as often. We got the run game incorporated. I mean, James Cook was ever was able to be established, established, right? Yeah, and have a great, great games. I mean, we all see his main breakout game against the Cowboys, and that right there, it, it was said that that wasn't even the game plan, right? But, right. Going to keep running it. So honestly, I don't know if Ken Dorsey was there. Maybe we never would have got that game. Maybe Ken Dorsey would have just stuck to his game plan, mm-hmm. not just stick with the run game because that was successful. Who knows? We'll never know. But um. Yeah, I absolutely like what I seen from Joe Brady. I don't remember seeing myself yelling at the TV like, "Oh, why the hell would you call that?" And I, <laughs> yeah, nervously, I kept saying like, "That was a stupid play call," or 
you go run, 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 and then three and out, and I'm like, dude, what's going on? Or just the dumb play. You know what dumb play I used to hate with Ken Dorsey? The bubble screen with Stefan Diggs. I was just about to say that because he was Oh, my God. I just wanted to pick my TV up and just drop it. But the difference (laughs) is it was a lot more successful when Joe Brady was running compared to Ken Dorsey. Because Ken Dorsey, you run that play like, what, 20 times? And got a maximum of five yards total. Yeah. Times we ran that, play. and they ran it. They ran it also too with Gabe Davis and Shakir, and it worked out. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow. But I'll say this about Ken Dorsey: the one great game that he had was Miami's game, and I was yeah. kind of shocked because also too Miami does. I mean, they don't counter punch either. Like mm-hmm. when something's not working for them, right. for them, they just like they don't know what to do, and it's kind of kind of crazy because. um What's his name? Fianjo or what's what's his name? Uh, he was there. Um, Vic Fiangio or something. Like, yeah, he was there. So it was kind of like, okay, you're supposed to be this defensive guru, right? Right. And you can't stop the Buffalo Bills. And we know Ken Dorsey sometimes is iffy. So it that game to me was always like, it was mind boggling to me because it was like, how did we just? win this game with Ken Dorsey and then flip around and have, what was it, uh, the Giants game or some game where we were just – Jaguars right after Miami. Right, the Jaguars game, which was a rough game to – oh, my God, that game was rough. The whole situation with that, they messed up because as soon as you won that game – Yeah, you should have left. Like to London. You already know the Jaguars been there the week prior. As soon as you finish with that game with Miami, you jump on the first flight. They waited until the day – before the game, and then I heard that they kept the players up since they landed all the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was already up twenty four hours going into that game, so mm-hmm. I just felt like the whole situation of them going in there was awful. And I remember Josh saying in the interview, like, "Oh, how are you going to prepare for this game? Like, I don't know. I just got to trust my staff, and we just followed their lead. And honestly, I just felt like they handled that situation. Yeah, poorly. I just put that. I actually, before the season, when the season, before the season started, I put that as an L because I just thought they had a disadvantage. They have another team over there for two weeks and then you're doing the bills dirty to where it's like, all right, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like play this team that's been here for two weeks. It's like, come on. And I just don't like, I don't like, I, yeah, I just don't like overseas games. I don't, I just don't think they're, Gonna be prepared. I don't think the teams are gonna be prepared. I don't. Yeah, and even they, us, when you fly to another state, when like when I went to California, dude, I was off that day, and everybody wants to like my buddies was like, oh, let's go to the beach, let's do that. Like, man, I just want to relax. That that jet lag is is real. It's, it's serious. Overseas, that's even yeah. even more. And then you have they were talking about the turf or the grass or whatever yeah. it was. It was semen. Like <laughs> they were talking about. You know, it's you rolled this tarp over concrete, yep. so it's you know they all. So I just thought it was just a messed up game, and it it messed us up as a fan. I struggled after that game because it was like, now what? Not like what are we doing now? And I was like you too, like you said at the beginning of the pod. I had to back up too because I didn't I didn't want to be a roller coaster fan with emotions. Because as a fan, you you get in, right? Yeah, so cool. I was like, I can't be a roller coaster fan because my emotions is all over the place. Because the first end of the the first beginning of the season, the first freaking game, that game was so 
No, I, I don't want to say important, but it was important. But the way they hyped that game, you would think that our season was over after yeah. that game, the way they were hyping it up. And the way it happened, I mean, Rodgers only played four downs and he yeah. gets the season. That is, I still don't believe that. I, still, I know, I know. <laughs> and it just like four plays in that. As that, a Jet fan, that's traumatizing. You right had to have been like hitting the gut. <laughs> because you were riding on time the whole offseason. All they said, we're going to, we're making the playoffs. We're going to play. We're going to the Super Bowl. He didn't have playoff aspect, whatever. Aspects, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have playoff expectations. Now you have Rodgers. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, and then you know, the expectations, aberrations, oh. whatever you want to say was high. Yes. And then when he got hurt, it, it just went, whoop. <laughs> and that was it. And then, I mean, I don't. I felt for him, but also too, I didn't care because he, I'm a, I'm a Bills fan, so I'm like, all right, cool. But I mean, we're gonna hear it again this season coming up. You know, he's back, and I don't know if you read the article, but it's an article out with um, the Jets um, GM, head coach Rogers. It's a really good article. It's about the whole turmoil. In their in their um in their organization, I read it and was just like, okay, y'all don't talk about they don't talk about this too much because anything about the Buffalo Bills, you're gonna hear it. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna hear about Stephon Diggs. You're gonna be hear about you know um Sean McDermott. You're gonna hear about all of this, but when it comes to other like the Jets, Miami, you're not gonna hear about it. And maybe I'm in my own little bubble. Bubble. Maybe we might be in our own little bubble and don't hear about it, but you don't hear about it too much. You know, but speaking about this off season and everything. So today you're going to be a GM. So you put your GM hat on and I want you to pick the Buffalo Bills first pick in the draft. Who are you going to pick and why? Um, now I don't know the specific players. I hear. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, my bad. Don't, you don't have to say a name. You could just say a position. Okay. Got you. Obviously everybody's talking about a lot of receiver. Me personally, that's my biggest thing, but I'm really getting torn between. I believe we have 10 picks in this draft. Mm -hmm, we do. Do we move up, meaning and gain a closer number okay. uh, in the draft, or do we go back to get more picks? Because this offseason, we're losing a lot of people due to contracts. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be weak, especially in the defense, I believe in it, even in the off, uh, receiver room. So we also need. We need to draft our number one receiver. We need to draft Stephon Diggs' replacement, like now, not to replace Diggs, but eventually. Mm -hmm. Older, like next year or two, his contract is going to be up. So I still got faith in Diggs. He's number one, but we need to get his replacement in the building now. That being said, I'm still torn between: do we move up in the draft to get a better pick, or do we go back because we also hit on our later drafts? Like half of our best players on the team are like third round picks, fourth and fifth round picks undrafted free agents. So honestly, yeah, if I'm GM for today, I'm trading back. I want to get more assets. I want to get more picks. I want more players in this building because we don't have the cap space. We're like $40 million under the mm -hmm. cap. So we got a lot of people, unfortunately, leaving the team. So yeah, I would trade back, get as many picks as we can and uh, get these guys groomed up so they can be the next starters. I like that. I would, if I'm putting a GM hat on, I am going to trade up 
and get as close to a wide receiver as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm going to probably go second safety because we we're losing two of our safeties. We might, we might lose one. Um, If we lose both and go in free agency and get a safety, uh, a vet safety, I'm fine with that. But we can't have that safety tandem back there. We can't. They are, and I love Jordan Poyer and I love Micah High. Micah High is going to retire because I just don't see him playing again because he he roughed it out. Micah High roughed it out. Um, Jordan Poyer, if he comes back, I mean, he may have another year because Jordan Poyer also played in that in that dime, so they can use him there. I didn't even. That's why I think Sean McDermott, to me, when it comes to this defense, I won't say guru. But I'll put him yeah. almost there. You've seen how aggressive he was in this defense this year. And I loved it. Even with the pieces that he was missing, yeah. he still made a difference in certain games. Like, mm-hmm. we were still in it. Yeah, and what's the most important thing? You lose your two play callers on defense with Matt and Pro Bernard. Yeah. Those are your quarterbacks of the defense. You lose both of them, well, Toro Bernard, later in the season. But you lose those – Let's really give a huge shout out to Terrell Bernard. Yeah. Your second season, well, technically your first starting season, your second season as an NFL player, but mm-hmm. and you had a great season. You didn't even have a playoff or a preseason. Right. Right. No preseason at all. At all. He was hurt. And, and then, you- not even that. And I keep saying this on every occasion that I get it, get to say it, is that this that off season, they kept telling us as fans. We have it in the building. We have a linebacker in the building. We, as GMs and fans, was like, no, you don't. They're lying to us. You let go of Edmonds, and you're trying to tell me that you have somebody to replace that? I don't see it. I don't see it, sir. And now we're Edmonds who? Edmonds who? Exactly. Exactly. They showed us. Yeah, that was my biggest thing. Coming in like, man, I understand, but how can you replace the size? Yeah, like shuts down the middle of the middle of the field. Yeah, we all talk about his decision making. He hits the long holes. Sideline to sideline. But that length, I mean, you yeah. see the predator right in front of you. It's hard yeah. to hit the middle of the field. Yeah. So when he left and all that, we're like, damn. And even me and my uh, my co-host, because we're we'll sign that apology for him because I would have rather have kept Edmonds and got rid of Oliver because that was the same money. It was the I- same money in contract. So I'm like. For that, we could have kept Edmonds and got rid of Oliver. Nah, shut me up, man, because Ed Oliver had a great season, and Edmonds wasn't doing much over there in Chicago. And way to Bernard, I mean, his instinct, and he was there. He was making plays. He was there when he was supposed to be making the right plays. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. So shout right. out to Terrell Bernard on not only being a great starter, but also taking over the defense and being a play caller and understanding your job and everybody else's job. And right. Yeah, and with all your star players and the people you're supposed to count on, like Trey White and um, mm-hmm. other other people who got hurt, you still kept that your performance up and kept the defense solid. And yeah. even when he went down, I mean, Sean McDermott still had his defense humming. It's just right. tough playing the Kansas City Chiefs and you got A.J. Klein checking Travis Kelsey. Come on now. Even right. in A.J. Klein, he's not checking Kelsey. So. Yeah, no, 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 no. But that just goes to show you and us and everybody that we don't know anything about being a GM or or a head coach. Um, 
But moving along, we the big game is 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 slowly approaching, and I hate it because we're mm-hmm. not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I love it because I love watching football. And today, no no football. I mean, there's what the Pro Bowl. I'm not. I probably will watch it. I ain't gonna lie because it's something to do. Um, but speaking about the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes, the conversation has came up of late. Is Patrick Mahomes in the same conversation as Tom Brady? And if so, why? I just don't get this conversation that they're having. But what's your take on this? He is the next Tom Brady. The Chiefs is the next Patriots dynasty. It's They already are. Uh, things up Andy Reid got them. And Andy Reid, he's the next Belichick. Um, ooh, that's – ooh. It is tough. Before I answer that question, I just kind of want to answer the question between Josh and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Listen, the thing is, th- this is an all-time team. Not just the best team in the league. The Chiefs is an all-time team. You can take this Chiefs team and match it up to historical teams. They're just like that. Andy Reid got these guys in the right position to be that successful. That's why they're going to, what, their fourth Super Bowl? Or, um, yeah, I their fourth Super so. Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, they could win a third. So it's kind of tough. I still think that Josh Allen is still better because Josh Allen is doing more with a lot less. Josh Allen doesn't have a Hall of Fame coach. He doesn't have a Hall of Fame player to throw to. Josh Allen's not even a Hall of Fame quarterback yet. <laughs> the Chiefs has all of that. So, I mean, it's kind of tough to balance that. Now, when we go to Mahomes and Tom Brady, get, I mean, Mahomes is on the quickest path to be the next Tom Brady. But nobody can really do what Tom Brady did because he did it for so long. Right. But really, I think he only got what well, he got like 35 playoff wins. Yeah. S is like, I don't even think 20. I think it's like 15 or 18, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And and Patrick Mahomes, I think, has 14. Yeah. Yeah. This right. man has 35. Right. 35. <laughs> and everybody else is I, I just I can't wrap myself around the conversation of Patrick Mahomes is in the conversation with Tom Brady. I can't because I just see them as too far apart right now. Like, and not even that Patrick Mahomes not done playing yet. So I can't put him there yet. If if you're one, like, okay, let's see. I don't think any quarterback is going to play until 40 nowadays. That's right. Oh yeah. No, I don't know what deal Tom Brady did with the devil, but (laughs) yeah. That, or the league or the refs. I mean, <laughs> he had them in a pocket until like maybe a year and a yeah. half when he was leaving because they were turning on Tom. Tom was not getting calls anymore. Tom yeah. was like, okay, I got to get out of here because they really try to hurt me. I seen a stat where Tom Brady got three Hall of Fame career records. Like you could break his, his career down three different ways and each three parts of Hall of Fame stat. Right, and put that person in each one of them, and there's three people people going to the Hall of Fame, and it's yeah. just Tom Brady. <laughs> it's crazy. There will ever be the next another Tom Brady, but I mean Pat Mahomes is on the fastest path. Yeah, yeah, yes. Pat Mahomes can stay healthy until he's forty and play. I'm pretty sure he could. I'm pretty sure he could break or match some of his records mm. if he stay healthy enough. And I mean, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it too. I just can't. I just can't get in the conversation right now. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in the conversation of their first six years. You know, I I just, 
maybe I'm biased, whatever. And, but I, again, I am a football fan, so I'll listen to the conversation, but I just can't get to where he's going to be or he's where Ch- Tom is at right now. And I'm like, see, you're, you, you got me. You're, I'm gone now because they're not even, he's not even close yet. He's still playing Thomas Stock. Really, I mean, his accolades are skyrocket. I mean, yeah, to do with his first five seasons, and I mean, no, I don't think anybody has got these many Super Bowls in this short amount of time or been right. No, for sure. As of right now, yes, it's Mahomes. He's mm-hmm. the face of the NFL. Everybody wants to be where he is. Um, quarterbacks that come out now say they want to be, right. you know, Patrick Mahomes. They want to be in that. They want to, of course, they want to be the top five. Josh Mahomes. Um, Ay, ay, ay. Great. Um, um, Burl, all of that. You know, they want to be these quarterbacks. Ultimately, it is Patrick Mahomes. You're comparing 25 years to five years. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that being said about the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes, who do you have in this game? Are you, first of all, are you watching the game? Um, I'm pretty sure I would watch it. I don't care. It's probably just going to be on the background. It depends because if my brother-in-law invites me over to watch it, I'll go over there and watch it. We'll have a little get-together. But um, I don't care. Like these old Pro Bowl games and all that, I see little clips here and there on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I don't really care. Am I still upset about us losing? Obviously, but I'm over the emotional fact. I'm not. Right. 13 seconds, I was devastated. I was hurt. Oh, yeah. 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 13 seconds are different. Those laws. I was just disgusted and disappointed. Now I'm like, eh, it is what it is. Only one winner, 31 losers. Just be happy that we're in the conversations every year. Right. So I just right. Take, I can't get too emotionally invested. Yeah, yeah. Am I numb? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but, yeah, because I mean, the Bills have they have ripped your heart the last. There's no reason why we couldn't at least have one Super Bowl. There's no yeah. reason. And another thing with the Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen beat Mahomes twice already. The Bills didn't beat the Chiefs. Mahomes, Josh Allen beat uh, Mahomes in 13 seconds. Yeah. Josh Allen can't play defense. Josh Allen ain't on special teams. And in this past game, Josh Allen can't kick field goals. Josh Allen can't catch the ball. It's already enough that he has to be the all-time quarterback and running back. So, like, it, it just helped the man. Like, yeah. help lose these games because of coaching every year. Not because the Bills fall short. Josh Allen, Josh Allen has the best record in playoff. I'm not going to say playoff history, but – Look at in the playoffs, stats. Yeah. He has one of the best stats in playoff history. And right now, he is, since he's a turnover machine, he doesn't turn the ball over in the playoffs. Right. He, but, wow. and I think that's why, getting back to the draft, I think that's why this draft is going to be so key and so important for the Bills to yeah. get those explosive plays, like Sean McDermott was talking about in his presser and his last presser, that they need some explosive plays to help Josh out. Like, we had yeah. three. We had maybe we had that. Yeah, I want to go back to that. But <laughs> uh, explosive plays killed the Buffalo Bills this season, and I think they're going to make it a, a point um, to get someone in here to help Josh and and Kincaid next year. Shakir next year is going to be very important in their development. I'm excited for uh, Justin Shorter. I'm really excited for him, man. I'm pu- I- I'm pumping my brakes on Justin Shorter, okay. but I'm excited. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. When they made that pick, there's a lot of people in, in, in Bill's Mafia don't think that Justin Shorter will take a step. I'm going to put my brakes on it because there was a lot of people when it came to Shakir. Me and Mike loved Shakir. Okay. I got loved Shakir, right? 
Mike was like, okay, they drafted Dick Dalton Kincaid. Where is Shakir? I, I was like, I don't know how Shakir is going to fit in this offense. You just drafted Dalton Kincaid. And he could play in a slot. He could, mm-hmm. he could play inside out. And so can Shakir. So what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm excited for shorter. I am. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. I think what happened with Gabe Davis, do you think it was a mistake getting rid of Isaiah Hodgins? Do you think we should? I didn't. I I didn't want them to get rid of um Hodgins. I wanted to see how Hodgins operated in his offense, because the fact that he was better than Gabe Davis when he first got drafted. They were saying he was a better route runner, he was a better um point catcher, like all of that. And I just wanted to see how he would have fit in this offense with Brian Dable, because at the time Brian Dable was still you know our OC. Yeah, so I was I just wanted to see what he looked like in this offense. And then he went over to the Giants and he kind of had a little career. He looked good. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. Miss opportunity right there. And then now and I, I I'll say this too, right? I do believe that Gabe Davis might be playing in the wrong position or they're not using him right. Okay. So if Gabe Davis does, and I don't see him coming back. If he does, wow. Yeah. But um, I can see Gabe Davis going somewhere else and and flourishing. I do, because he's not used. He's not being properly used here in Buffalo. Oh, I don't know what happened. He left. Um, but he'll come. There he is. Right, okay. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. My bad. But yeah. You so I hear you. Can you hear me? I'm gonna take mute it. What's going on? Can you hear me? I can't hear nothing. No. Come back out and come back in if you can hear me. Uh, something I don't happened know why there. I can't hear nothing. Come back out and come back in. Come, let me see. Let me see if I can get him out and he can come back in. Um, but yeah, so I just saw Gabe Davis was being used differently. And I, like I said, I can see Gabe going somewhere else and having a, a, a great career somewhere else. Here he comes back. All right, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> you got, you got, you got. So yeah, Gabe Davis. I could also see, you know, like I said, I could see him going somewhere and having a great career. Yep. You know, um. So we spoke about how you felt about the last game with the Buffalo Bills. Is there anything else? Like, I know everybody wants Sean McDermott gone, um, and I'm fifty-fifty. I'll say this, and this could be the last question. I'll say this about Sean McDermott. And I've always said this, and I said this to Mike, sometimes everybody can't go. And Sean McDermott may have just put, brought the bills to where they can be, right? And then there's someone else that has to take the bills to that next step. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Sean? Um, I don't want him to go, but I do believe that he took it as far as he can take us. Um, all in these games that we lost in the playoffs, it came down to coaching decisions. Um, so that's my take. But if we get rid of them, there's really nobody else that can really keep this team as good, if not better. Uh, my vote was Jim Harbaugh, but the Chargers mm. didn't find him. So, I mean, that is out. There's another one, Bill Belichick, but Maybe, wow. maybe I don't want them because of the whole Bills and Patriots history. But it's not even just that. I mean, as even as the head coach and how good he was, he, that Patriots team, team was still terrible. 
and then you can blame the players and the coach and the, uh and their performance, but as a head coach, I don't I don't I didn't see you turn that team around. So mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want them to hire Belichick it is his replacement. So we're just gonna ride out with uh Sean McDermott until the Pagulas find differently. And honestly, yes. I, I heard that they're the only ones that can fire him. Is yeah. The yeah so they answer Sean McDermott answered to to Terry Bagula, and so does um, um, Brandon Bean. They don't answer so, to each other. We're so, just gonna yeah. write it out, and then in those games, it's just tough. We just have to get those plays. Like Stephon Diggs got to catch that ball, or Taliban's got to make that kick, or Deion Dawkins got to anchor down and not bump into yeah. Tyler so he can hit Shakir. There's a right. lot of different plays. So I mean, but my whole end of it is that it comes down to coaching. We just got to get better at it. That's all. Yeah. Facts, facts. Well, you know, I appreciate you always coming on, and I'm definitely going to have you on again in the in the off off season, <laughs> because and then we're going to know who we got as wide receivers, and um, you know, make, hopefully we get some safeties, you know, something. It's going to be a different team. Um, can't wait to training camp. It's going to be exciting. I'm I'm really really excited about the off season in this upcoming season because again, we had some off seasons where it was just depressing and this is not the one so i'm excited about the draft um free agency and training camp but again thank you for coming on always it's always good talking with you tell everybody where they can um find you and when's your show coming on again all right i usually go wednesday nights but since it's all season we're probably gonna do every other night um my name is julian j mafia host of mafia talk a bill's fan podcast I go live on the Mafia Sports Support YouTube channel. I also go live on Facebook, Twitter, um, and that's just Mafia Talk. Twitter is what, at Mafia Talk Bills. Yeah, shoot me a DM, a message, anything like that. Get you on the show. We'll talk some Bills. I'm just your average Bills fan. that just want to talk their stuff. So, uh, yeah, give me a shout-out. Well, nothing but love, man. I love everybody. I support everybody. Shout-out to Tia Stell. It's been nothing but love you. since day one. So uh, let's keep grinding and uh, go Bills. Go Bills. Now, first, before I let you go, are you on a network now? Yes, on their YouTube channel, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I appreciate I it. Yeah, I love that, it. Yeah. They definitely opened me up to their fan base and a lot more people I can uh, talk mm-hmm. to. So I definitely love it. Shout out to all the people who's already subscribed to them, who's been showing me and my big cousin some love. It is cool. definitely uh, blessings over there. That dude, Tommy awesome. over there, he's real cool. He's helping me out. We load different things and all that. Right, and, right. Uh, real good. So uh, we're, we're growing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm going to tag them in this as okay. well so they know yes. that, you know, you're out here doing big things. You know what I'm saying? You're out here doing your thing, grinding, continue to grind. And again, and we thank had, you. Uh, we just had Justice General on last week, too. We had great conversation. Yes, I checked that out. That was a good episode. That was yeah. really good. Really good. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you guys again for listening. This is Not Your Average Podcast. In the 716, we are on the Building Buffalo Network. Uh, Mike's not here, but, you know, he's always here in spirit. (laughs) But peace out, y'all. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. Yes, man. Peace, y'all. This has been Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with T and Mike, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey, everything on three. Number three. One on one, one on three, one, two, three. Hey.
me so, that gets me going, man. Do me a favor, say a prayer in typical one. Go Bills. <laughs>